0: It is Thursday, the third day of March, 2022. Um, Unfortunately, Vlad is still at it as we've moved into roughly a solid week of this bullshit. Listen, what we've got here is a failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants. Well, he gets. I don't like it any more than you. Unless, of course, you're one of those sociopaths walking around in various places with the uh, Trump-Putin 2024 signs, in which case you probably love watching another sociopath invade a sovereign country. Of course, the irony isn't uh, entirely lost on me as the Good old U.S. of A. has done that a number of times in the past, but this time it's different, see? See? We're not the ones doing it, so it's much, much worse, you know? Uh, The president kind of said as much Tuesday night without really saying it as much. At any rate, though, you know, fuck politics. Fuck politics. See, I I can't even get it out of my fucking mouth. I'm getting aggravated. Something's bouncing around here. Fucking A. We're off to a banging start. Banging. I'm sure this is going to be a fucking disaster of an episode. (laughs) Getting a late jump, which kind of stinks, but it is what it is. It's not serious. This isn't a serious thing. I don't know why I give a shit. Uh, But anyways, fuck politics. It's just all annoying and depressing, so let's talk about something else, shall we? How about baseball? They couldn't have fucked anything up, right? For fuck's sake. Look, uh, that's all right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. You goddamn right he's a bum. He's a bum. You know, I, I wanted to uh to talk about Aaron Rodgers last week and then I I refrained. Because like, I, you know, I'm tired of it. I'm you know, there's nothing new, there's nothing really funny. You know. He went on a a spiritual quest and, um, you know, enemas and vomiting. And I don't even know if – I may have brought this up on last week's episode. I don't even remember because I don't really remember like five minutes ago. Uh, But, man, he's such a fucking weird dude. (laughs) Anyways, how are you doing, huh? Pretty good? Good. As, as good as you can, you know, you can be doing, I guess, right? Trying to sort of just keep your head down and moving forward as best you can. I hope that's what you're doing. I hope you're, uh, you know, taking some time to be thankful for the situation that you're in, regardless of what that might be, because it could be much, much worse, I assure you. You could be uh, living in the Ukraine And, uh, you know, dealing with this bullshit. So, I mean, you know, given the state of world affairs, it would be impossible to not talk about what's going on in Ukraine. And of course, like everyone else, I've done my fair share of doom scrolling that, that is your vocab word of the week, doom scrolling. Not even a real word, but I can assure you Merriam and Webster will be adding that. I mean, is it Merriam and Webster or just Merriam Webster? I don't know. Dictionary companies. Anyways. The Arbiter of Words. Now see, that'd be a great name for a podcast. I wonder if that exists. I should write that down. The Arbiter of Words. What would you do? Just talk about words? I could probably do that. Arbiter of words. If nothing else, it's a terrific band name. So, feel free, uh, Miriam Webster. Uh, that'll doom scrolling will probably be their, you know, word du jour in the coming days and weeks. But um, so I mean, everything that we see and that we hear sucks. So. <clears throat> Then, as I said in the intro, I'm sure there are a fair number of people who are who either you know just don't care or don't know or simply don't fault Putin for trying to literally steal a free country. You know, I've read my fair share of stories about all of this. Um, you know, the resistance, the uh, the buildup uh, around it, the forethought that went into it, which in hindsight is was probably very little. Two things that fascinate me about this thing, right? One, the relative uh, civility between the two sides on the front lines, right? You haven't heard a ton about the Russian infantry, like, rolling in and just shooting up a city, right? I mean, obviously, that's happening in some smaller instances, but what you're seeing a lot of videos, you know, is Ukrainian citizens interacting with Russian soldiers in, in a number of different ways, which i in and I think it sort of lends itself to the fact that a lot of these Ukrainians can speak Russian, that's one. So they're able to communicate clearly, effectively, with no issue. And two, they're, you know, they're neighbors and they were part of of one country not so long ago. Civility is the wrong word, obviously. But, you know, most of the damage that the Russians have been doing has been coming from, you know, the bombs and missiles and and all that shit. But... The planning that went into this on the Russian side, I'm not entirely certain was, uh, one, it, it from everything that I've read, it definitely ha- wasn't expressed to the actual foot soldiers, the people that would be on the ground actually doing the work. It seems a lot of these kids thought they were just going for winter exercise, whatever the fuck that was. But I mean, it's all mandatory military anyway for, uh, for these kids, so they don't fucking know what they're doing. <laughs> But, you know, it's, um, it's fascinating. That part of it is, is incredibly fascinating. The other thing is, and look, I'm not going to profess to, to know a ton about the inner workings of Russian society, because anybody who says that is full of shit. One, because, you know, information doesn't come out, actual factual information does not come out of Russia. Most of the shit that you'll hear from the country is bullshit. If there's one thing that the Russians are good at, it's propaganda. They are terrific, and they've been doing it for a very long time. And what they're doing here is very effective. However, the world is so small at this point that it's very difficult to kind of pass that off effectively anymore. I I, I still think in some regards it works, but, you know, it, it doesn't have the same sort of oomph that it may have had once upon a time. But, kind of going back to my you know previous statement about the the Russian military, the population of Russia uh, has gotten all kinds of fucked up in the last twenty five years or so. There are roughly two point twelve point five million men ages thirty to thirty four, but only six point five aged thirty uh, sorry, twenty to twenty four. I find that bananas. Part of the reason is they have the the lowest male life expectancies in the world, and a horribly depressed citizenry. And they have been for a very long time. Being under the thumb of an autocrat will do that. The other thing is like the cost of this, like the economy that couldn't afford a prolonged war to begin with is, you know, dragged into a prolonged war. All of which um, says that this probably isn't going to last very long. Maybe the the Russian rank and file just quit and that'll do her. Or there's a military coup to close ranks on Putin or something. But the one thing that, that nobody should really be discounting is that, you know, if things look their most bleak, Uh, Vlad decides to push a button and drop an A-bomb. Now, crazy out of the fucking... It's just not a... not something you want to think about, obviously, but they've got about 800 nuclear warheads, uh, you know, at the ready. Whereas, uh, you know, the United States has about 1,300. For what? Like, what the fuck can you do with that many? It'd take about a dozen before... The world is pretty much done with. But I was reading a story about Fiona Hill. I'm not not sure if you're familiar with Fiona Hill. The name might ring a bell. She did testify against old Don in one of his uh, impeachment trials. Isn't it weird you say one of? Like What the fuck? Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, Anyway, she was the former Europe and Russia senior director at the uh, NSC and apparently she knows more about this guy than just about any other american and she says that it's not not impossible to think that he'd make that choice he wants he wants the world to be afraid of him and if he gets to a point where he's no longer where he no longer thinks that's the case well then he'll just go ahead and use the weapons that he has now is that likely probably not but it's certainly possible Something that you could probably keep in the back of your mind, but, you know, don't start organizing, you know, nuclear fallout evacuations, um, in your office. It's just, this is going to take a lot more than, you know, EU sanctions to get this thing to fucking wrap up. It's going to take close to the entire world as possible to basically tell this guy to fuck off which means we're not doing business with you anymore. We're going to close everything off so that you cannot function as a country unless you stop and then we figure out what goes on after that. But it's 2022. Why are we still doing this shit? Enough. You know, he could have been in his absurdly large home Enjoying his ill-gotten gains and just sort of floating through life, enjoying life and doing, you know, whatever fucking dumb shit dictators do within the confines of their own home. Instead, he had to go and decide he was going to steal some farmland. But the best part about this whole thing is that the Ukrainians are flat out unfuck withable. They are not to be trifled with. They you know the the videos you've seen about this, and again, this kind of goes back to the propaganda angle. it this is not this is not to say that Ukraine is disseminating misinformation. I don't really think that's the case. I think a lot of it is they're taking these videos that have come out, um you know about all kinds of um people coming back to the country to fight, um, this, that, and the other. And they're using it to their advantage. And rightfully so. You need to combat misinformation with truth. And I think they're doing that. In this case, these people, a lot of them obviously remember the Soviet regime. They remember their independence. It's a fresh memory. And that's why they're not backing down. And that's why I I don't think, I I really do not think that uh, Russia knew just how much of a of a fight that they were going to put up. Not only that, not only would they put up a fight, but they would do a hell of a job putting up said fight. They probably also didn't think that the president was going to turn into this unbelievably inspired and inspiring leader. I really don't think that they kind of that they thought that through with. Or maybe. You know, maybe because this guy's not a fucking lifelong politician or a filthy oligarch, that he was just going to roll over and play dead. I mean, I it makes you wonder what he was thinking going into this thing. What did he think was going to happen? Well, obviously, he thought that it'll would, it would be over in a few days. But I mean, it it's not, and it hasn't ended. And it makes me wonder how long this fucking thing's gonna go. I hope it. I hope it resolves quickly because you know it sucks. I feel bad. I feel bad for these fucking people. So many. You know, and and once it's over and people and they start to clean up and figure shit out, it's just gonna be worse because so many of these people, something like six hundred and fifty thousand people, have already left the country. It's a. It's going to turn into a massive refugee crisis if it's not resolved soon. Because I mean, what do you what do you do? I mean, the good thing is that the 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 countries that border Ukraine have been very good. Romania, Poland, uh, Belarus, fuck you, douchebags. Um, you know they've been they've been great about accepting refugees, but I mean, eventually, eventually they're going to put a halt on it. And I say been very good. There's a lot of instances where. You know, a, a lot of uh, Africans that lived in Ukraine are being shit on, which, again, no surprise, given how, you know, historically Africans are treated pretty much everywhere on Earth. So, it, you know, it, it'll it be very interesting to see how this plays out. I'm curious to see if, if these sanctions or anything that they're doing actually works. I sure hope. Again, you know, most of us don't want to see this, so... Yeah, that was way too serious. And I'm, I'm way too dumb to be talking about shit like that. So I haven't done uh, charity of the week in quite some time, but uh, there's, there's something I wanted to point out, again, given the current global situation. Uh, World Central Kitchen. If you're not familiar, uh, you should be, and I tell you why. It is a fantastic organization um, that's been around for a while and started um, in Haiti, Chef uh, Jose Andres. Um, y- if, you, if you don't know the name, you probably would know his face, but they started in Haiti during that nasty earthquake, however many years ago, um, basically just showing up to these places and cooking food. Not just showing up, but showing up in mass, and so right now they're literally they're at about twenty different um, checkpoint locations across four different countries, cooking food, uh, providing services uh, for Ukrainians that are flowing across these borders. It is crazy work, and I can't imagine the the one the amount of money. And two, the amount of time and effort that's put into just literally at the drop of a hat, uh, pick up, uh, drop into these these terrible places that have, you know, been affected by God knows what, um, and 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 served food to to just everybody. It's magnificent, and I implore you, if you're looking for a way to help, this is this is a good way to help wck.org wck.org um check it out go to the story tab learn about what they're doing Um, he has an excellent instagram page Uh, he was just in poland recently uh i think it might have been a couple days ago uh serving food i mean like thousands and thousands and thousands uh, of meals for people, it's it's bananas. So there's your charity of the week. Check it out if you're looking for a way uh, to lend a hand, I guess, um, and, and and try to to bring some uh, some light uh, to a very dark situation. World Central Kitchen. Uh, be a good human. Send Chef Jose a couple bucks, and uh, yeah. WCK.org. Another thing that I mentioned uh, briefly in the open was baseball. And uh, if you're at all a sports fan, um, you're disappointed with what Major League Baseball is doing and what they've done and how they're going to um, proceed. The whole thing fucking sucks. And the whole thing is fucking so goddamn stupid. But at the same time, uh, the owners do not care. They literally do not care about the actual game of baseball. If they did, none of this would be happening. But uh, they, they don't care. The value of Major League Baseball franchises currently average value is like two point three billion dollars. For any of these people, to me, crying poor is laughable. Now, of course, there are some clubs that are in uh, lesser markets, if you will, that you know actual value might be lower. For example, the Oakland Athletics. And part of the reason for that is is, is that they play in a literal shithole. No, no. It is actually a shithole. Uh, they've had multiple sewage leaks over the years. And so if the Oakland Athletics uh, pick up and move to uh, Las Vegas, as has been bandied about... The value of that franchise suddenly then becomes close to $2.3 billion. So let's not play dumb, okay? This is a lockout. This is not a strike. So that's the first thing. The owners have said, we will not play baseball until this collective bargaining agreement is complete. What they've done in the past is... Um, you know, kept playing the game while negotiating. But apparently in this particular instance, that's not uh, good enough. Obviously, you know, you're not going to be able to get into the head of these guys to figure out exactly what it is that they want and what they what they plan to do. But it's fairly evident that when they're pinching pennies and when their offers to the players union um, are, you know, terrible, it's fairly certain and it's fairly obvious that this is what they wanted. They wanted regular season games canceled. There's probably, I would, if I had to venture a guess of the 30 teams, I would say it's slightly less than half, maybe a dozen teams that are holding this up. But at the same time, I would say that there's probably uh, you know six to eight clubs who just are going to do whatever um, anyone else does. And then there's, you know, 10, eight to 10 clubs that are um, against the bo- the the clubs that want to shut this down. So, I and again, I could be way off. It, it, there could be 24 clubs that just say, fuck it, I don't want to play. Um, I don't want to pay these guys this month. And then there could only be a handful of teams that are, uh you know really fighting for it you'll never hear you'll you'll never hear anything come out that says oh the cardinals were uh were the team that wanted or that wants to get this done you will hear about it when it finally gets settled because that's how these things go when it gets settled eventually and it will because one side's gonna break and I do think it's the owners and I'll get to that in a minute. But when it's settled you're going to hear all these weird little rumors well the Cardinals ownership really wanted to play just to make themselves fucking look good. So by the end of the season, all 30 teams will have their little uh, floated info out there to Ken Rosenthal, Atal um saying that they really they were the ones that really wanted to go. they wanted to play they were ready. they were they were going to talk to the union and get it straightened out. But you know, the thing fucking sucks. And <clears throat> as is always the case with this, the owners love to come out and you know, they like to fucking kick Rob Manfred in the ass to, to go to the microphone and take the bullets and say shit that you know, you can see the bullshit dripping from his fucking eye ducks, tear ducks, eye ducks. <laughs> There's a good name, eye ducks. E Y E D U C K S. Eye ducks. Not tear ducts. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the eye ducts. You can see the bullshit pouring from Rob Manfred's eyes. As he's up there saying that, you know, we were listening to the fans. And then he giggles. Fuck off, you fucking troll. Like, just, they would have been so much better off saying nothing. Write out a statement, release it, call it a day. Get back on your private jets, go home. And again, I got sidetracked with iDucks. As is usually the case with these things, is that somehow the owners managed to to tip the scale in their favor amongst the general populace, because as I've talked about previously, uh, the American public loves to worship rich people. So the owners, being absurdly wealthy, more so than the players, are going to look be looked at more favorably by dumb people. The problem is, the only thing that you see come out is that the average major league salary is $4.3 million. But what it fails to tell you is that it's something like 71% of major league players make less than $1 million a year. 71%? That's a fucking big-ass number. What tips the scale is that there are a ton of dudes, a ton. And when I say ton, What? Two dozen, three dozen, making more than like 25 mil or something like some crazy number. 20 to 25 million, which skews the average. So, you know, the players are getting boned because they're always looked at as greedy because they make more than the average American than than the average fan. So they're the ones that are deemed greedy when... You know the owners are exploiting their labor to try to make more money. The name of the game is money. Okay, uh, baseball being a fun pastime activity has been gone for a hundred years. It's been a money-making venture for a century now. So, you know, there's gonna be th- there's gonna be these problems. So, the players, right? for their to their credit I should say for their credit to their credit they came out and explained themselves and I and Tony Clark uh owner of the best goddamn beard ever that is just delightful black guys with with white beards what a fucking perfect look oh my god dynamite he comes out and wonderfully lays out their side of the argument and he did it quickly <laughs> like he said fucking hey uh they locked us out and then they waited a month and a half to pick up the phone that should be enough to get people to to be on on labor's side here no you would think but it ain't the player should just say fuck it right disband the union and then start from scratch You mean to tell me that there aren't a ton of fucking people out there looking to, you know, to get into sports? There are a ton. And most of these guys could probably go in on equal ownership, you know, a la, you know, like, give me a dumb example. Uh, The new USFL, where it's like, there are no real owners. There's an ownership group of the whole league. They all play in one building. There you go. You could do the fucking same thing with baseball. You could sponsor the fuck out of it. Hell, like, you know, Barstool could get involved. Get Jared Carabas and his beautiful head of hair, uh, you know, out front running the fucking thing. I don't think he'd want to, and I wouldn't blame him. But still, you can stream the fuck out of it. Start with an exhibition and tout how great a new league could be for the fans. Oh, they need to do more. The marketing arm of the MLB Players Association is limited at best, if they even have one. But look, it's fucking easy, and there are a ton of players who get on board quickly. Maybe not, but you you would need like 30 guys or so to do it, right? And if you get one megastar to get involved, it would work. You had Bryce Harper fucking posting shit on Instagram of him in a uh, Tokyo Giants uniform. Like... You don't mean that 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 fucking kid's crazy enough to just go out there and start hacking away pitches in McCoy Stadium or some fucking dump that doesn't have an actual team? Fuck. It's not difficult. Maybe. The problem with the owners is they seem to think that they're very important, right? No one's going out buying a John Henry jersey, are they? No. Because nobody fucking cares. The other side of this is that there's no small factor here that there are thousands of employees of all these teams that are going to lose out on paychecks now who are just cannon fodder for fucking ownership. These, a lot of these people already got fucked during COVID. Now they're getting fucked again. Nobody fucking cares. Because baseball fans are narrow fucking minded. Narrow minded. Problem is, I love the sport, but I hate Major League Baseball. Good fucking grief. It's boring. Boring. Support your local college team. Well, maybe not. Well, yeah, fine. Support your local college team. Go see some Summer League Baseball and other stuff. Do all that stuff. But seriously, fuck Rob Fraud. That's terrible. But fuck that guy. Uh, speaking of food, a lot of food adventures this, uh, this past week. Uh, went and had a hibachi meal uh, last Saturday. Uh, my darling wife and I, uh, and our friends and their children, uh, um, went to the local hibachi establishment. Now, When I go to hibachi, I tend to overdo the sake. You know, I'm that guy. I'm the asshole that, you know, will sit there and guzzle the sake for as long as the chef is willing to uh, provide the facial, if you will. Well, Saturday, I think I had not only too much sake, but whatever else was in one of those bottles because I say this. Um, with all honesty, there is no fucking way in hell that was sake in that other bottle. We left there, went to my buddy's house, I had one drink. So I had two beers at at uh, Hibachi, two tall Sapporos, right? Uh, all the sake, and then a gin and tonic at my buddy's, in a uh, little... Snifter of uh, tequila. We get home, right? And I ended up not only fucking puking my guts out, I must have been on my knees in front of the toilet for a solid hour. And then uh, passed out on the bathroom floor. Now, this is not the first time in recent memory that this has happened. This happened... Uh, you know, it's six to six to nine months ago, somewhere in there. Uh, But that happened because uh, I took a couple of edibles and that wiped me out. When I drink and have an edible, I'm useless. So I, I said to myself, Look, I must have had an edible, but I did not recall taking an edible. And I confirmed that the following weekend. And, uh, you know, did, did I, did I take an edible? No. All right. And I got that from multiple people because I didn't think I did, but boy, it was not good. So wait, so Hibachi must've been two weeks ago. Yeah. Two Saturdays ago. And then last Saturday or last Friday is when I realized or learned, I should say that I did not take an edible. So now I'm thinking, all right, that's it. I'm done with, I'm done with, with sabaki. (laughs) I'm done with sake at hibachi. Done. Boycotting. Not doing it anymore. I'll eat all the fucking food, but no, I am not fucking drinking whatever is coming out of that bottle. No fucking way. Done. It was ugly, folks. There's nothing worse than being a fucking fat, <laughs> a fat asshole in their 40s, uh, you know, on their knees in front of the toilet trying to fucking puke because uh, you're, you're in absolute dire straits. Apparently, I fell over and like um, damaged the small metal trash can that's in the bathroom it do, it no longer functions properly it's like a, you step on it the lid opens nope didn't do it. it it just it won't open anymore oh it's just it's so bad it's so stupid i shouldn't be doing that anymore i'm i'm an old fucking man there's no need i should not be in that i should i should not be in that position it's my own fucking fault. I, I just, sometimes I just do not know my limits and it's awful because that Sunday was a complete waste of a fucking day. A, I was completely useless. I, I cannot handle a hangover anymore. I can't. I'm going to be 44 fucking years old in a month, roughly a month. And uh, I just, I can't do it anymore. And I say all this stuff and, you know, going to Vegas in a couple weeks, I'm, I'm praying to whatever God is there that I do not end up in that predicament again. So I need to be careful. But David has a hard time being careful on occasion, so we shall see. The other interesting food thing, and I posted this on the Instagram page at Complaints Pod. It was in the story. Took a poll. Problem is, I forgot to go back and check the results of said poll. <laughs> Went to a restaurant the other day, uh, and one, they had a special Nashville hot chicken sandwich. I was very excited, so I'm like, "All right, I'm going to get that." So you order it. Uh, waitress comes back uh, and says, "I'm sorry." We're all out of the sandwich, and I said, "I'm sorry. What? You're out of the sandwich? Like what? What part are you out of? I don't even know if I asked that question. I was just so befuddled by the fact that she said that they were out of the sandwich. Now I understand it's a special, so it's probably. I don't want to say it. It's probably limited because it shouldn't be. What in a Nashville hot chicken sandwich wouldn't you have readily available anyway? Is it uh, the the brine? Is it the uh, the marinade? Is it pickles? Is it spices? What is it? Tell me what the problem is. Explain to me what you're out of And then I could make the decision if I want to move forward without that particular uh, ingredient. Because, you know, look. Maybe it was just going to be a hot chicken sandwich and not a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Whatever the fuck the difference is. I just have never heard of a restaurant being out of a sandwich before. I was appalled. And got stuck with a subpar pizza. So... Let me know because I missed the results of the poll. My guess is nobody fucking answered it anyway because, um, you know, I've got like five listeners. So I'm guessing nobody fucking answered the poll. But, you know, uh, I'm still I'm still confused. Terribly confused by it. You know what else uh, I'm confused by? So I know a person. I don't I don't want to be terribly specific because I don't want to be a dick, but I know a person who somewhat recently had a heart attack. Okay. And in my in my mind, if you have a heart attack, that it's typically a, sig- a signal that you should kind of change uh your way of of living. In, in some regards, right? You kind of pull back on the reins a little and because you, you, you typically don't want to die, right? Anyways, this person that I know that had a heart attack, like... This person eats like a goddamn uh, fucking garbage disposal. Um, not exactly old person by any means, middle age, but recent heart attack. And I see this person yesterday eating fucking multiple... Uh, Two bags of Taco Bell, God knows what. Uh, Constantly drinking. Maybe not constantly. That's not the right word. But the times that I've spent with this person in a social dining setting, they're drinking somewhat heavily. Um, and they also love soda pop. Not not regular soda pop, diet soda pop. And man, I can't for the life of me fucking figure out why? I mean look I understand it's probably very difficult to break habits. But when you have a so you have the kind of motivation of your heart hates you, Maybe that's a pretty good fucking, uh, you know, time to kind of put the Taco Bell down. Put the fucking soda pop down. I hope I never find out what that's like, honestly. If I do have a heart attack, just fucking take me. Don't let me try to change things because I know I won't really do a very good job. And... Quite frankly, I don't think my diet now is nearly as bad as it used to be. I used to be very similar. Way too much fast food, way too much soda. I'd like to think that I've kind of grown out of that a bit. Uh, You know, my blood pressure is still high. I think a, a lot, I don't want to say the majority of that, but, you know, there's a lot of fucking hereditary HBP going down. But yeah, I'm fat, and so you know, hopefully I won't. You know, I I don't want to get fatter. The goal, I think, is to not be fatter. You know, like I I've lost weight, not a ton, but a little. I could stand to lose more, although at my age, it's probably going to be much more difficult to do. But you know, whatever, Any exercise and just to just to exercise, probably good for you. But man, fuck. If I had a heart attack and and lived, that would scare the fuck out of me. It would scare me enough to fucking not eat Taco Bell all the time. Right? Am I fucking crazy for thinking that? 617-657-4736. Call in. Let me know. Am I fucking crazy for thinking that way? I don't think so. Yeesh. As it is Thursday, it is time for everyone's most favorite part of the show, three gripes, a.k.a. this shit is almost over. Yeah. Gripe number one, celebrity babies. Yeah, fuck babies. Not literally. Asshole, shut the fuck up. Uh, So, Rihanna is still pregnant and far too many people care. I don't understand parents as a whole that has been discussed on this uh, program ad nauseum. So let's get that out of the way. As a whole, I don't get parents. But what I really don't get is the parents that have to show off their kid and it's even worse for celebrities. If you're a regular normal Jane you want to show off your, your kid? Fine. In fact, you know, I'm all for it. You're happy, proud, etc., etc., and so on and so on. But for celebrities, it's far worse. Rihanna hasn't even had hers yet, and if you spent any time on social media, you'll have seen her pregnant belly at least a dozen times already. This is not a dig at Rihanna by any means. I don't know anything about the young lady. She seems rather delightful, to be honest. Uh, She showed up on a red carpet event the other day. Uh, One of these reporters said, you're late. She turns to said reporter and just says, no shit. That's just funny. Sorry, that's funny. But eventually when the kid is born, and I say this, I'm assuming, I'm making a radical assumption. That when the kid is born you're gonna see a ton of pictures of this kid as the kid grows up you'll see a ton more pictures so on and so forth sort of very kardashian-esque where these people just love to fucking take pictures of their kid and advertise their kid now when your last name is kardashian it's a brand it's a thing so you have to perpetuate the brand you have to keep building going and going and going that's your whole fucking thing You literally can't do anything else other than be a Kardashian. So, for Kim's children and the other two's children, uh, you're going to be on, you know, you're going to be seen. I have far more respect for the people that don't post their kids all over the internet. Because it lends a sense of privacy that they're really unlikely to have anyways. Right, I don't have examples, but there are people. There are actually, I think it's um the fuck's that dude's name. He has a podcast too, uh, far more. I think he has like six or seven listeners. Dak Shepherd, him and his wife. Uh, that girl from <laughs> boy, I'm so bad tonight, huh? Holy fuck, you're stupid. Uh, Kristen Bell. Uh, They do not post their kids' faces on social media. And again, I think it lends itself to keeping that sort of part of their life private. And as they get older, maybe they want to be on social media. Who knows? I don't know how they're going to raise the children. But, you know, I think it's better. And now, sure, some of these kids might be the cutest ever. Squeeze. But that doesn't mean your millions of followers plus millions more need to see your kid. Stop exploiting your children for, I don't know, anything. It's it's um, it's just not becoming. Like, uh, who who's who's uh, a recent example? Olivia Munn, a stunning young woman, right? Her and uh, that dude uh, who was just on SNL and did the. Uh, One of the best skits they've done ever. The, uh, what the fuck's his name? Shit. Fuck. What the hell's his name? Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Hold on. One minute. John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Uh, They had a child. And now there's fucking kids everywhere on her social media he was on SNL what's the what's there a picture of uh during one of the commercials when they come back you know the little graphics they put on before they go back to the show there's John holding his baby and and look again if that's what you want to do fine like you're well within your rights it's your child i just don't i you know is there no is there nothing sacred is there no private life anymore? How many celebrities can you think of where you don't know a ton about them, right? It's few. You can probably, you know, maybe one or two hands. It's sad. I think it's sad. I, you know, pathetic's not the right word, but unbecoming is, is a word for it. And quite frankly, I don't like it, which is why I have a gripe with it. it. I don't know. I could go on and on about that shit, but uh, nobody really wants to listen to it, right? No, because I don't really want to say it. It's a boring topic. <laughs> but David, it's a boring show. Shut the fuck up. Grave number two, podcasting. Hell of a segue, huh? Look at that. Uh, How do so many people do this and not do it for just the fun of it, for shits and giggles? The problem with podcasting, right, is that there are way too many people who take it way too fucking serious. For example, I get an email from a a listener who will remain nameless because he's banned who asked a bunch of questions, uh, serious questions, about how I make the show. Uh, This person is... I'm going to be working on a podcast as, in his words, a writer and head troll. I'm sure it's going to be delightful. But some of the questions he asked were like, how I come up with topics, what kind of mic do I use, uh, how I edit the show, blah, 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 blah. It ain't fucking rocket science. Nobody listens to this shit anyway. So the amount of effort that I put into it, I love the amount of effort that I put into it, right? I'll tell you why, because it's fun. I enjoy it. You know, I'm able to, I I love microphones. I love talking into microphones. If you know me at all, you know full well that one of my favorite things is having a microphone in my hand. I'm that fucking asshole. So listen, to every podcaster out there with five listeners, I have something I need you to hear, okay? You're never going to get rich from this. You're never going to get famous with this. You're never going to get anything with this. The odds are appallingly low. And if you're not doing it, it's just a fun hobby. You should probably find something else to do. I stumbled upon a uh, a podcast with a guy who his whole shtick is like uh, teaching people how to, to make a podcast. But every single fucking thing was about making money. And maybe there's money out there. There very well could be, but you know, this guy's out there talking tens of thousands of dollars. The odds of a regular schmo who does who <laughs> who isn't interesting, uh, who has a terrible delivery, <laughs> who stammers all the time, and has no actual niche or or format. It's not possible. You're not making money from this. You do it because you enjoy doing. I'm 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 approaching, I'm like two months short from two years of doing this crap. Two fucking years. There are a few things that I've managed to stick out for two years, okay? Trust me when I tell you. Again, if you know me, you know how many jobs I've had. Not I would say the vast majority of them have lasted less than two years. So the fact that I've gotten this far, the only reason I I, I stick it out is because I have fun. It's a fun hobby. I like talking about shit. I would like to talk to more people within this format, but, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of a good, uh, you know, just take a right turn. If you want to be on the show, let me know. Talk about fucking anything you want. I don't care. Unless you're banned. If you're banned from the show, it's going to take a lot of fucking work to get you back. A lot. Maybe not a lot, but some. Which leads me to gripe number three. Conspiracy theory, people. (sighs) I know for sure that I've talked about these people on the show before, and I know that it's something that gets talked about a lot, but, uh, this week I found myself caught up in a conversation about a 15 year old from Newton, Newton, Massachusetts, who passed away after collapsing on the basketball court last month. Fucking sad story. 15 year old kid Dead. Clearly had some heart issues. Uh, so there was a tweet from WBZ uh, about it. And it was then commented on by someone that I follow on the Twitter machine, basically saying that this happened because of the COVID vaccine. Well, because. And I sat there and I stared at it and I said, David, don't do it. Don't do it, David don't because you know that it's just gonna be not unpleasant but annoying and you know I didn't stop and take a second and thought it through I didn't I I, I shouldn't say that I didn't I did I did I guess I didn't think enough because I stupidly uh, replied with a very plain question quote and how, and you know this how question mark end quote because I you know I needed to know okay I, I like maybe I missed something maybe there was something uh you know written about somewhere that would lead me to believe that there was a possibility that this was uh, a true statement. And of course, the answers I got was, uh, "quote, pretty easy to spot vaccine-related myocarditis." End quote. Well, seems this person is of high medical intelligence. Little did I know, that's that's not true. If if that's the case, show me your bona fides. But it, my guess is that's not the case. From there, the conversation derailed into me being told that the CDC obviously lied to us and a handful of memes. Fairly standard conspiracy theorist kind of responses, right? Where, um, you know, everyone, is, everyone else is wrong, okay? And there's only a handful of people that know the truth. And they all happen to reside on fucking Twitter. The problem here is that while there is a shred of validity into vaccine related issues these people seem to think that everyone else is covering up some kind of giant scheme like what is the scheme when you really sort of get into and the problem is you can't just ask them hey how does this work why is this happening they don't have they don't have answers okay they they can't tell you it's for A, B, or C, because they don't have that sort of depth, right? They don't have a depth to that answer. They can't give it to you because it doesn't exist. I did a little homework, right, to kind of figure out, all right, what's the possibility of this? Now, these uh, cardiac-related issues from COVID exist. Pre-vaccine, you saw a number of people that were getting covid and then had heart issues uh case in point um the dude from the red sox um whose name eludes me because again i can't remember shit covid (laughs) red sox pitcher man google is the best eduardo rodriguez yeah he developed myocarditis from covid19 so look it's not, it's not entirely vaccine-related, but again, uh, the studies have been done. So, the percentage of people with vaccine-related myocarditis, according to a study by the Journal of the American Medical Association, is 0.000023. It was basically, let me see if I still have the number, 1,626 cases out of 70.2 million um, participants. 70.2 million. So there were 1,600 people. So is it possible that this young man was vaccinated and it led to a a cardiac issue. Yes. Is it likely? No. It's just not. The kid's mother is a doctor. And, uh, you know, basically... The doctor, his mom. The working theory is that it was a uh, an evolving condition called uh, hypotrophic cardiomyopathy, and uh, it increases the the risk of sudden cardiac death due to an arrhythmia. But that little nugget from you know a story uh, was not included. In in our conversation, it was strictly right to fuck you. What do you know? I know you don't. This is all a fucking scheme. It's just, you know, to think that they are under the impression that Pfizer and the U.S. government, government and Moderna, they're all in it. Tens of thousands of people. They're all in on a scheme to do what? I don't know. To secretly kill kids on a basketball court? Maybe. Who knows? Bum, bum, bum. No, that's not what it means at all. Just the circles that these people inhabit are tiny and so insulated that it's impossible to see outside them. They just, you know, everyone else is wrong. They're the only ones smart enough to know what's really going on. And the problem is this has been, this has existed forever. This is not some new phenomenon. The moon landing, Jesus Christ, Princess Di, 9-11, JFK, JFK Jr., and literally thousands more. As with all of it, there's like, they find some tiny shred of truth, or what they think is a tiny shred of truth, and stretch it so fucking thin that it looks like worn out silly putty and is equally as flimsy but they will die on that fucking hill until something new comes along and their attention span can be spent uh, elsewhere. It's depressing. It's sad. It really is sad for a multitude of reasons. I've talked for way too long. So that's the end of the show. <clears throat> don't you hate when I do that? I I do. It's gross. Um what what do I want to close with? Nothing. Nothing of um, you know, any importance, any interest. Just the usual spiel, right? I have a Instagram page at complaintspod. I have a Twitter page at complaintspod. I have a Facebook page, but I don't use it because fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I don't do anything with. I also have a Twitch page that I don't do anything with. Uh, a TikTok page that I don't do anything with. At Complaints Talk. T-O-K. See what I did there? TikTok is just not, it's not for me. I've, then you know, I haven't tried enough. And I'm not, I'm not clever enough to, you know, to produce um, entertaining content on tiktok i can't do it uh in a podcast what would make me think that i could do it on a social media platform Hmm. Uh, i have a website complaints and com. on said website there is a blog that i have been uh incredibly lax at keeping up but i am fully prepared to uh, write a new blog on Friday. And one of the topics is going to be old people. Old people. I can tell how excited you are. I can feel the excitement. It is palpable. Uh, What else? Please call the show. 617-657-4736. Call the show. Leave a voicemail. What the fuck is on your mind? Honestly, what the fuck? I have one fucking outstanding voicemail guy. Andrew is just the fucking bee's knees. Dude is hilarious. He cracks me up every time he calls. I look forward to his voicemails. I would like to look forward to yours as well. So if you have something that you need to get off your chest, 617-657-4736, that is the place to go. Call Father, nope, call Reverend Dave's confessional. <laughs> Caught myself there, huh? You get the fuh? Nope. Back it up, Dave. Not, no, that's not it. Uh, call in, share what's on your mind, and I'll share it with the two or three other people that listen to this program. It'll be fun. But listen, I need you to tell your friends. I've said this since the beginning. Tell your friends, either you' either you're an asshole and won't do it, or you're a fucking loser and don't have any. Which is it? Which is it? Are you an asshole or a loser? I don't think you're either. I just think you're lazy. cause I'm now I'm yelling into the microphone, and it probably sounds like shit. <laughs> All right, seriously, that's all. Um, As always, please, tell your friends, tell your moms, I love you. Well, look, tell your moms that you love your moms. If your mother's still alive, uh, send her a text, call her, say, Mom, I love you. If you don't like your mother, you know, say, thank you for birthing me. You know, because without them, you wouldn't be here. Um, yeah, that's it. Look, take care of yourself, please, for the love of fucking God. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.